in a row now, I've gone to the theater. Insane. It's crazy. Holy. I don't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> but this past week, I went and saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, this movie's great. Yeah. Like, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel really long. And it is. And it is. Yeah. Like, like I was kind of. It took. It took. I almost bailed on going like right before I went because I was like, that's so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the night that uh, Jess and I were supposed to go see Barbie. But we ended up not doing that because she got Red Sox tickets. Mm hmm. Um, which is the most hilarious, just like turnaround of like gender stereotypes <laughs> of all time. You know, True. husband and wife supposed to go see Barbie. Wife, wife instead ditches husband <laughs> to go to, to, a, go to game. a baseball game. <laughs> hilarious. That doesn't happen very often. But no, so I went and saw uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah. Um, very much Part 1, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, but landed landed the plane enough. Um Yeah. I feel like I will remember enough going into the next one without having to rewatch the first. For sure. Um, though I probably would. Um, it's just a good time. Like, it just is, you know? It really is. Absolutely madly in love with uh, Haley Atwell now. So good. Um, I mean, loved her in, like, all of the Captain America stuff, but this is an entirely different character. And, like, I feel like this is a much more um, embodied role for her. Yeah. I did feel like I needed to watch all of the Mission Impossibles again. Really? Because there are definitely a handful of references that are like this from the last Mission Impossible. Mm. And I was like, like, I don't remember who Rebecca Ferguson's character is. So, you know, I don't either. And I've seen all of them recently. So I don't think it matters. She her her role is pretty minor, and Gabriel is is spoilers. I guess is just not it, it, he, he's not in any of them. He's the first one he's yeah. been in. So it's like that. Oh, I, this that guy I would know because uh, um, what's his name there? Um, Isai Morales. Is yep. that who it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's so great. I know him from something. Like from a long ago, I couldn't for the life of me tell you what, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would clock him being in that in the same way. Like I did clock Rebecca Ferguson had been right in this before, but I was like, but I don't remember. Right. Who knows? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And also Vanessa Kirby. I have no idea why I know Vanessa Kirby, but I definitely know Vanessa Kirby. I don't know Um, why either, but I'm like, oh, that's Vanessa Kirby. Why? Yeah. I don't know. She was like, great. I know that name. I said that name to Jess and she was like, Who? yeah, I know that name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, pff, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I had, I had a fun time. Like it's a solid, just popcorn action flick. Yeah. You know, that doesn't take itself um, too seriously also, which I'm like, there's melodramatic yeah. elements to it, but it's so ridiculous that you're kind of like, I don't really care. Like it's, it's so over the top as to be almost comical. And then it goes, yeah. and like I said, like a couple of the major set pieces, like the driving the car around, like that's yeah. based around a joke. Basically it's based around like the, these people are spoilers for mission impossible, but they're handcuffed together. And it's like hilarious. It's like really, really yeah. funny. Um. Well, and I'm glad you had mentioned in your review that it's like slapsticky at time. And yeah. I'm glad I was like prepared for that because it started getting into that. And I was like, okay, like I know what's coming here. Now I'm like, 
I feel like I was better prepared for that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I was thinking it was going to be like a hardcore action movie the whole way through and then they're driving around in this little car. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, um, you hadn't you haven't seen Guardians 3 yet, right? No. Comes okay. out on Disney Plus this week, though. It does. It does. So, so I'll be knocking that one out pretty quick. Well, the main muscle is Palm Clementine. AKA Mantis. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes. she, she she's amazing. awesome. <laughs> she's yeah. just awesome in this movie. That was the other piece that, that you had said that I brought into the, into the movie being yeah. like, all right. And like, I'm going to fucking love Palm here. And yeah, she's I mean, a total she's badass. Badass. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I gave it four stars. I came out of it smiling, mm-hmm. you know, it's go see it. Exactly. I'm glad I saw it on a bigger screen. Yeah, it's definitely it's like the definition of like a blockbuster that you should see in a theater because it's just it's it's a it's a real spectacle movie, which was great. Um, and the set piece that everyone's seen is is super well done. Like it's just yeah. the stuff you see in the trailer. It's it is like one of those like jaw dropping. Like oh wow, they're doing this thing for real, and it pays off. Yeah. I thought it was really good, so I'm glad you saw it in a theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh. The plan again is to go to Barbie this week. So mm. I'm like maybe hitting three weeks in a row in the theater, which is like chaos. I will say if you are going to Barbie, get tickets immediately because okay. I'm going tomorrow night and I was looking for an earlier showing for tomorrow, the next day or the rest of the week. And there just mm-hmm. isn't one. So like if you're going to get tickets, get them as soon as humanly okay. possible. <laughs> um, well, this is a quickie, but I went and I saw Oppenheimer again. But this mm-hmm. time on a cropped screen, so it was thirty-five mil, ah. two three-five, which was on a in a much smaller theater, maybe forty people in it. Um, it sold out, but forty people, like forty seats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really bad seats, like front row, staring up. Um, mm-hmm. Not great sound either. And this movie still absolutely moves. It is. It is kind of crazy and i was worried about that going in because i was with it i was with some people who hadn't seen it yet and so i was like i want to make sure this is a good experience if not it's three hours of like um (laughs) but it is still such an engaging film and nolan has this tendency to kind of over explain things or under explain Mm -hmm. things and this movie kind of toes the line right in the middle which i think makes it work so well and it's solidified having seen it twice now that I will be seeing it a third time, no doubt, in an IMAX. I just, it's like, I want to get that experience again of seeing yeah. it like that because it is so loud and overwhelming. And same thing with Barbie. Like, I'm going to see Barbie tomorrow night again and um, hopefully maybe even see that a third time. We'll see. But it's, I can't wait for you to see Oppenheimer because it's very, yeah. It's an interesting film by an interesting filmmaker who doesn't always land for me. And I don't know how you yeah. feel about him, but like this was such a swing. And to me, he he did it like he just did it. So um, it's interesting. My I feel like my thoughts on Nolan these days are like that. It's kind of a he's been on like a downswing for me. I wasn't mm-hmm. really a fan of Tenet. Dunkirk, which was the one before it, I believe I was like, it was fine, but like comparatively, but like you get back up further and like, it's a, it's a much higher standard for me. So like, I'm ready to be a a Nolan fanatic again. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were at that um, kind of point. So again, go see Oppenheimer. It's gonna, it actually got extended a week for IMAX. So it's playing an extra week because I believe 
Gran Turismo got pushed a week, so like it's it's mm. now we get more Oppenheimer in full scale IMAX. So check it out. And honest to God, if you're trying to get tickets, don't even bother to try and get tickets for this week. Try <laughs> for the next week because it's just not going to be available, um, which is pretty pretty cool. But yeah, Oppenheimer still good on a tiny ass screen. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gotta get my way to Oppenheimer because I'm just like it either it either needs I either have to see it on a big screen or like it has to be the first thing I watch when I renovate my basement and get like my own home theater system going on. It should be both, um, honestly. It should be both, yeah. Um You're gonna wait all that long. But I digress. Gonna yeah. wait to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> we do a tuned in and like August of next year. And I'm like, well, so <laughs> I watched Oppenheimer. I finally saw Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh shit. Um, so I have not seen Oppenheimer yet, but, um, I did watch one, uh, one of the summer's big blockbusters. And I believe you did as well. Yes. I watched, uh, Transformers rise of the beasts. Yeah. <sighs> Um, <laughs> I watched it because I saw you logged it. And I'm like, you know what? I just got it came out. This. Let me. It let came me. out on Paramount Plus. I know. Like that's that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, I kind of just like looked at it because I was like tired on Saturday. This was my Saturday morning, seven a.m. And I was like, oh, that's ah, a good one. I'm like, I don't want to like watch some like heavy, crazy thing. No. I'm like vaguely awake. You know, usually I can pull myself together, but I was like, this week I was like, no. Yeah, let's fire um, up a beast this, war. Yeah, this movie. Is not the best Transformers <laughs> movie, um, but certainly not the worst Transformers movie. Definitely not the worst. Um, I think Pete Davidson somehow is like a standout in this. Mm -hmm. Him as Mirage is like actually kind of dope. Yeah. And him with um, what's his name there? Um, the lead. Yeah. Anthony um, Ramos. Anthony Ramos, I thought was like good chemistry. Yeah. Um, and just overall, I thought the performances were pretty good. Mm -hmm. I thought it was beautiful. I mean, save for a few things here, but like, I don't know. I feel like in all of the Transformers movies, I've never been really like these Transformers look like shit. No. Like the CG on the Transformers is always pretty legit. Um, there's the whole thing at the end where I was like, this looks terrible. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. But uh, otherwise I was like, this is, this is great. But I, for the life of me, do not understand the, the Transformers franchise's obsession with like MacGuffins. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. And I, ha I vaguely remember most of the uh, Transformers movies. They're all the but, same. Like, they're all about getting this thing that somehow ended up on earth. All of them <laughs> that somehow ended up on all earth, but them? it's like, we got to go get this thing. Like in the first one, which is really the only one I remember. It's like, we got to get like the glasses that have like the coordinates to the all spark, the all spark, like infused on them. So it's all about getting these glasses. And then in this one, it's all about getting. And then like, there's the night one where I think they're like trying to get a sword. It's there's all, the Matrix yeah. thing from the third, the second one. Like, yeah, it's it's always they're always after an item, and I don't understand why they're obsessed with that. If you cut out 
all of the stuff in this movie about them trying to find this. Uh, what was it called? It wasn't even like a cool name. It was like the multi-dimensional key or yeah. something. I like I blocked um, it as soon as they said it. I glazed over. I was like, can't believe we're doing this again. Because it didn't even feel on brand. It felt like something that they wrote in as like a space saver at the beginning and then just never changed the name for. Yeah, they came to recording. They're um, like, oh, shit. Well, we'll and just call like, it oh, that. Oh, wait, did he record that whole thing calling it the, <laughs> the um, space key or whatever? Here, wait. <laughs> and it's so it's gonna like. It's going to be in the. And it doesn't even have like a, a look to it. It's just like a, a shiny thing. Yeah. Like they've just given up on like even trying to make it something that you could pick out of a lineup. <laughs> And it's like one of those, like, if you take all of that out, the emotional conflict would just, like, be so much more robust. Like, the conflict between Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal yeah, is, like, a legit, like, conflict. Yeah. Of, like, it's not about you, it's about saving them. Right. Like, is, like... Like that, like give me that. Give me the conflict between the the Autobots and the um the Maximals. Like mm-hmm. you know all this kind of stuff. But instead, we're just like, oh, how? All right, well, we'll work. We'll work together. How are we going to get to Peru? Right. To get this thing. Oh, it's in two pieces. How are we going to get the other piece? Right. Like just, I was I was a little bit enthused when like they found it like early on. I was like, oh, all right, like we can get past this. And they're like, oh, it's only half. Oh, wait, there's only. It's yeah. like ah, oh, shit. <laughs> So we almost got, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, just like, I I feel like that's gotta be somebody at like the Hasbro or the, um, Paramount like group. Just that's what they're looking for in a script, you know, right. and they won't take anything else, but I mean, I, I don't get what it is because Bumblebee wasn't really like this. The movie, like it's funny because that is the one kind of digression from the series and then we pull right back with this where i went into this going like okay people have said that it's not very good but it's a transformers movie so like i don't know how people grade them and then as soon as it started and we got the same voiceover from either it was either prime or primal i don't know who basically just doing another flashback about like there was a war on our planet and then we had to there was this one thing that would bring everything together and we had to launch it off into space and it landed on earth i was like well no way no it's the whole thing with um uh unicron yeah Yeah. like so i don't know like how have you seen the um animated transformers movies from like the 80s the movie not movies i don't think so no i know who unicron is but unicron's in that and he's played by orson wells that's so fucking badass and it's the most like insane epic like you gotta dear listener go look up the uh (laughs) the cast list for transformers the animated movie because it is orson wells um and it's like i i remember being like Coming into this being like, all right, like, I know Unicron is in this. Like, who are they going to have? Like, what kind of force of nature are they going to have for Unicron? And, like, you know, the guy who plays him is fine, but it's, like, a completely uninspired, not uninspired, but, like, it's, like, it's just kind of like a, like a performance. But barely. Yeah, it's just kind of, like, deep, scary voice. And Um, that's what I will. Coleman Domingo. It, he, um, he plays Unicron in this? He plays Unicron. 
Um, See, it's just which, like, yeah, could have AI'd that one. Like, I really didn't. And and the funny thing is, it's like so Peter Dinklage plays one of the other scourge lackeys. Yeah, yeah. like is completely just reading off a piece of paper versus Peter yeah. Cullen, who's like he is Optimus Prime. Like he's giving he always gives these movies way more yeah. than they deserve you know he really is optimus prime and then it's like backed up by like you know michelle yo who's clearly just reading off a piece of paper and not to besmirch michelle yo but i'm like why are any of you in this like you're not there's, there's nothing no kind of here thing. i will say <laughs> pete um, davidson was different but pete davidson was different and uh it was ron perlman who was ron, ron perlman, perlman is optimus primal oh was he really i didn't even really yeah which is like, like i feel like there was something there like that was like you know but so like Pete Davidson and Ron Perlman, I will give props to. But also like I kind of was hating on Optimus Prime in this one, which is like an insane thing to say. <laughs> but I'm that? like, he's just kind of being a douchebag. He is like he's like, screw humanity. And like, I don't know where this is supposed to take place. I don't know if this is part of like all of the other ones. I know it's tied into Bumblebee because they threw in that one line. It's like, I know one human was nice to you once. Right. Okay. Shout out Haley Steinville. Right. Um, but just like, I don't know. I just like, I'm like, he just came off as like a whiny little bitch. Totally. And I was like, fuck off Optimus Prime. We're like trying to save the world. <laughs> We're here. trying to save the world. Um, but in that, that same thing too, with like the Prime versus uh, Noah Diaz there, Anthony Ramos's character, mm-hmm. like there was like conflict there that could be had. And it's just yes. like not, not done. So I don't know. A classic two and a half star movie. Yeah. <laughs> like straight uh, up. Let's put a spoiler warning here. Spoiler, spoiler. Mm. Jump ahead if uh, you don't want that. But like then the final scene. Yeah. Where I'm like sitting here. I'm like, okay, here's this guy. Here's um, what's his fucking name? Michael Kelly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is too big of an actor to end out this movie. Yes. And. He's doing all this talking. I'm like, all right, this is going to be like Sector 7, mm-hmm. which is like the big government agency in Transformers. Right. It's like, here comes the founding of Sector 7, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And then it's not. And you're just like, hmm. And then it's G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> to which I'm like, Hasbro. Hasbro. <sighs> Are you building a cinematic universe in 2023? A. Starting with this movie? Starting with this movie. And B, like, okay, so you got Transformers and G.I. Joe. Like, what else are you planning to build into this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what other properties does Hasbro have that they're going to build into, like, a Transformers universe? Oh, they'll find some. Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. Gem and the Holograms? Pete Berg's Battleship? dude i i was actually like what battleship's totally gonna be retconned into this oh yeah taylor kitsch is back but yeah i mean i was just like i was ready to roll my eyes at it being sector seven and it was because that raised that raised all these questions in my head it was like wait is this kid supposed to be like john turturro's character from the main ones right you know because i was like that i don't know how to that that's weird i don't really buy that Um, yeah Turns out, turns out GI Joe. It's like okay, I don't fantastic. Know. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. 
two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. I don't not, know. As I said at the top, not the worst. No. Not the best. Not the best. Which is like, it needs to be way more than that for me to really have something. I was, I'm about to say to have something to say about. We talked about it for like 10 minutes, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It shouldn't be this. venting though. <laughs> but it shouldn't be this hard to make a good fucking Transformers movie. Like all they're doing is carbon copying every movie. And I'm like, just do one that's not like that. Maybe that's, that's. Like drop your MacGuffin, man. Like what? <laughs> the reason the first Let trans- the robots have emotions. Like yes, <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Check out Transformers: Rise of the Beast if you want to. It's on Paramount Plus. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Stephen I Capel also, Jr. He's weird. He's he did this in Creed yeah. too, and I'm like, just I don't know. <laughs> I also really hated that they like retconned like the Maximals. <laughs> yeah. Because the Maximals have this whole thing of, like, they look like animals because they, like, took animal forms. Right. You know, to protect them from radiation. And right. I'm like, there's no reason you couldn't do that. No. They're just like, well. Just, we're just from a different world where there's cheetahs and gorillas and, right. you know. Zero Optimus thinking. Optimus Prime. Optimus Primal is named Optimus Primal after Optimus Prime. Right. Which brings a whole level of, like like lifetimes and like yes. birth rate of transformers on different planets and like and like how ra- they know like about each other just raised so many questions right that we were like yeah just glossed over never to be talked about again and he's yeah. like oh okay cool and i'm like what and i'm like you could have like that we're talking too much about this but like that is like the instance that i assumed we were getting a multiverse situation here totally i assumed that the key was like jumping universes and it was like here we are we're from a universe where like we take the form of animals you're from a universe where you take the form of cars right we are the same like it like writes itself but like instead it's just like i don't i don't know zero thinking zero thinking involved it was crazy but what do you expect from the eighth Transformers movie? I don't really know. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I was hoping that this would be the one that's like, oh, snap. We're rebooting this kind of thing into a like good series. Well, just same thing. Same thing. And it's just like, I'm just ready for one of these to be just good. I don't know. Just unique in any way. It's very strange. And now that Bay's gone, I was like, oh, maybe... That's literally what I was thinking. I was like, oh, Michael Bay is like not directing this one. So like they'll be looser with it or they'll be like more willing to do other things. And then he's still producing. So I guess. Yeah. So maybe his fingers are all up in it. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Won't be checking it out again. Um, I went to the theater again this week for my birthday, which was on Saturday and happy birthday thank you very much and uh like last year i was just like okay there's a good movie coming out last year was nope it was like the 28th it came out on my birthday or one day before my birthday just like last Mm -hmm. year there was a really great original horror film um that released that goes by the name of talk to me which is directed by the rakaraka duo from youtube aka michael and danny filippo who this is their first movie full stop although i will say if you followed them for the last 10 years they've been making some of the best youtube videos of all time they're literally like you can see their direct they're good directors like they just make good shorts 
And Talk to Me is a play on the kind of seance demon genre with a little bit of a twist and mm. is essentially follows this girl named Mia who in the beginning you're led to understand that she has gone through a traumatic situation which I was like okay all right here we go like already with the trauma plot yeah however I will say that this trauma plot is unique because it doesn't get resolved and in fact gets more and more inflamed as the movie goes on which I found to be really compelling because right off the rip you're like oh I've seen it. I just saw the boogeyman. It's the same exact thing. It's the same, sure. not the same thing at all. And what happens is uh, it's just about this group of high school kids who have found this hand, this this disembodied plaster hand that when you grab onto it and say the words talk to me, it bridges the wor- the door between the living and the dead. And as soon as you say talk to me, a vision of basically a spirit manifests in front of you and you either have the opportunity to say, I let you in, which means they take over your body or not. And you just break the, break the hold right there. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm really going to say about it because that's just the primer for it because it just, it just goes balls to the wall, like from that moment on. And I loved this movie a lot like barbarian last year and malignant the year before. It's just, a ridiculously original and effective horror movie that I was so happy I got to see in a theater that was sold out and everyone was into it and nobody really knew what they were in for. It's the perfect situation because it is gnarly, and I said this in my letterbox review, but it is unapologetically gnarly to the point mm. where like the filmmakers are kind of not daring you to keep watching, but you're second guessing yourself, like going, like, are you gonna continue? Yeah. Oh, you're going oh you're oh this is where you're going oh you're gonna keep going okay here we go um in a way that i just found so compelling and this is not for the faint of heart it is dark um it's not like you know cannibal holocaust or solo dark but it is like mainstream (laughs) horror dark where it's graphic i will say as a little bit of a trigger warning there is some self-mutilation going on it's it's a it's a weird double pairing with the dark and the wicked in that way um Mm. And there's some just very, very graphic things that happen. But it is so well made, so well acted, and the story is so gripping that I just recommend seeing this in a theater. I do. Like, I hopefully will go back and see it again as one of those films. Um, And yeah, I just, like, when there's a new exciting horror film, I'm just like, everyone should go see it because that's just the way that I feel about it. But I don't know. Talk to me. Strong very strong <laughs> nice nice and fucked <laughs> uh i never know what to say when you recommend this stuff because like, i know i don't do the horrors that much but like i know i mean i trust you i trust your taste in horror movies so you know and i, I would do s- what josh says do what i say but also for you i want you to watch barbarian at your house because i yeah. think that you'll find it enjoyable even though there are those moments that are like you're screaming at your tv like why would you do that but they kind of cover those up with story that makes sense so i'm just i'm curious to see what you'd say about barbarian because it's just a well-made film too i was gonna i was gonna i was talking to my wife the other day about this and uh i know just like i feel like yeah yeah and she gets mad because because you don't (laughs) because it well and it's not well 
Because I don't, yes. Yeah. And it's not only that I don't, but also I'm no fun to watch horror with. Because you just pick it apart. And because like... I get like, I go, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Like, what? that's such a terrible, like, yeah. you know, edit, <laughs> such a terribly edited scene. Um, but I feel like I need a list of like five mm. movies like to tempt your palate oh. uh, for horror movies. You know what I mean? Because like anything that's like a horror horror movie, I'm going to roll my eyes at. Sure. But like if there's things that are can be like gently like build the taste for it. Yeah. Like this is going to sound weird, but like the the parallel I have in my head is when I was in college, when I was first in college, I didn't really like beer. Mm. Like I didn't like the taste of beer and all that kind of stuff. And my friend was like, have a Heineken because it's like doesn't really taste like anything. It's light and it's not very good, but like it. There's it does taste kind of like a beer and you can build from that. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, which is what I did. And I got to like Heineken's. I got to like Corona's. I got to like et cetera, et cetera. And then like I could like the taste of beer better and moved forward. Sure. So I feel like that's why I need like the Heineken of horror movies. Oh, good to um, know. OK. But, uh, you know, also, who knows? That might not work because I watched uh, a few. I don't know. Whenever it came out, uh, The Invisible Man with Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. And like hated it. It's not great. Um, yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's it's one of those. If I, I will put it to you because if anyone yeah. knows my taste well sure. enough to like put together a list of five movies that I could. You know, yeah. Because I don't know. Um, but, all, uh, all right. Well, that's my task. I'll do that. There we go. Um, it's a letterbox list waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on one more. Um, yeah, we've been going pretty long on this one. We kind of went off the rails on Transformers. It's okay, we had to. Uh, but uh, I rewatched a movie I've seen a thousand times. I rewatched Speed. Classic. With Keanu Reeves, classic movie. And I said this in my Letterboxd review, but like everyone should watch this movie every couple of years. Yeah. Because this movie one hundred percent demands. That you suspend your disbelief. Yes. If you can't suspend your disbelief in speed, it's the stupidest fucking movie ever. Yeah. But as soon as you're like, oh, okay, yeah, here comes, uh, you know, here comes Dennis Hopper as a guy with one thumb. Um, the, the thing that whenever I watch speed, the thing that always makes me go, I just have to roll with this is the fact that he has one thumb. Mm-hmm. And the whole time he holds his phone on his opposite ear. Yeah. And I'm just like, my dude, like you don't have a thumb, but you can still go like that. You can still hold it to the ear on the same right side like that. My brain always says that. I'm like, no, it's fucking speed. It is like, what it is. We're just going to roll with it. Yes. And then like once you accept that. It's fantastic all the way through. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's such drama. It's such can hold such momentum throughout the whole thing. Literally. You know, even when like the immediate danger of like traffic and whatnot is like past, there's still like, that's when they shift into a different gear, no pun intended. And like, but like keeps it going. And I always forget about the last like third of the movie. Yes. Once they're off the bus. Right. You know, because like there's a scene, they get off the bus. They're like, in the parking lot and mm-hmm. like, you know, it's Keanu and Sandra Bullock there. And you're like, this has every vibe of like, yep. And here come the credits, the nineties, like right. credits over the scene. The crawl. Yeah. Um, but then it keeps going. I don't know. I love this movie endlessly. Um, it's so good. 
It's so good. So much better than Speed 2 Cruise Control. Well, um, yes. <laughs> which is weirdly, like, badly good in its own way. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Like, a little hokey, but, like, man. A little hokey, but They don't terrible, make them like, like that anymore. 